and the Black Podcast. We're all about sharing stories of entrepreneurs here in DMV, sharing their challenges, their struggles, their victories, and ultimately how they build a business that stays in the Black. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. So to start off, I didn't read a long bio, so tell us, take one or two minutes and tell us who you are and exactly what you do. Absolutely. So um, my the majority of my career has been spent in marketing. My okay. professional career is in marketing. The majority of it has been spent in marketing operations and marketing technology. Right. Uh, working with systems like Eloqua, HubSpot, Mark Shadow, tools like okay. that. Um, and I recently decided to leave this not my own business, not right. necessarily to do consulting only in mm-hmm. marketing technology. But the, the issue that I saw is a lot of people are not good at just basic marketing mm-hmm. principles. And right, right. Like big term, as I say, if you have a marketing problem, then we have a communication problem. Right. How do I teach people communication skills, relationship mm-hmm. building skills, and then wrap that into helping them apply that to their marketing? Too. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I love what you said. You know, uh, one thing that I always get is people ask me, what's the new technology? What should I do? Should it be AdWords? Should it be Facebook email? But I say, go back a step. Let's stop leaving with technology. Like you said, leave with your problem or your goal trying to solve. And then based on that, you can apply the technology that you need. So one of the things that stood out to me when we talked is that you have workshops um, that are educational and hands-on. So tell me more about those workshops and what are some of the things that you um, strive to do in those workshops? And so what makes, what makes my workshops unique is I really start with, like we said, the problem. Okay. So business comes to me, it's right. business and says, hey, I have a problem with... Mm-hmm. Branding or demand gen, or right. whatever the problem may happen to be, and then I go back and say, "Well, let me teach you again. Mm-hmm. Let's work on what the audience development, right? Right? Let's work in our calm strategy. What's our messaging okay. look like? And through that, I'm weaving in, right? Yeah, communication tips and things like that okay. on top of like actually helping them develop their actual right like, audience strategy, messaging strategy. Okay. On foundationally, that's probably what the issue. Mm-hmm. Right. right at the core of it right they have they mismanaged their mm-hmm. their brand they've miscommunicated to the audience what they offer their audience may be not the right audience they right. think that it is at mm-hmm. all they may have a different segment within that audience right things like that right so focusing those workshops on about some different exercises okay um different strategies to kind of get them to sort of think about this in a different right yeah, I think that's that's really key. You know, I think now there's so many strategies, so many platforms that people are really confused. <laughs> They're trying to do this and that and not getting the results. So, you know, one thing that I found out in my my journey in digital marketing as well is that um, no matter the size, big or small, sometimes people have the same problem. So talk about that. How do you speak to, let's say, the C-suite side, the people that are doing the marketing and so on, and also to the small business owner? And what's that what's that gap and how does that how does that work? I think the bigger companies are tougher only because right. they think they already know. Let's say it again. Um, say it say it one more time. <laughs> the bigger companies think they already know. Right. They're harder to teach. Right. And they want to just get to the execution. Mm. They don't have as much patience for right. let's take a step back and reevaluate right. uh, your, your core foundational market mm-hmm. base. Um, whereas the small business owner or the medium sized business right. know they have a problem, they're yes. aware, they're more open to. Right. Let's you know, dig into these mm-hmm. things. So that's the biggest difference. Right. But like you just said, the the, the punchline or the answer to their problem is always normally yeah. the same thing. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's right. So um, let's talk about that. How did you get into uh, being an educator, getting into doing coaching and mentoring? How did that, that attract you? Did you see a need for that? How did you kind of get into that field? Twofold. So like a lot of people during mm -hmm. the pandemic, I, you know, kind of took a step back yeah. and sort of reevaluated my career. Right. Not my career in marketing operations, you know, marketing operations is sort of like the unsung hero mm -hmm. in the background. Right, right. right. The execution, we're doing right. the tools. We don't really have a lot of say in strategy. Mm -hmm. And I kept running across these same issues over right. and over and over again. It's like the leads aren't in equality. Right. You know, sales says the leads mm -hmm. are crap can't get the right recording out. You know, right. the campaign is a failing for XYZ reason. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is like the marketing is not good. The right. Marketing is not good. Right. So it's like that's ultimately the problem. And why is mm -hmm. the marketing not good? Well, most marketers don't know how to communicate well. Right. right? They don't exactly. know how to listen to their audience well. Right. They don't know how to uh, respond accordingly to the audience. They don't know how to tap into an audience emotion. Right. right? All of these mm -hmm. things have to ultimately come back to being good communicators. Right. And also positioning marketing is that's marketing's function, right? Mm -hmm. Marketing's function is not necessarily to drop sales. Yeah, right. it, it is, but it's its definition of marketing is to communicate values right. to the audience. Right? right. So let's go back to do that. And then if you do that well, you'll get sales. Right. 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 So let's get, put marketing back into its proper mm -hmm. position where it's being the communication arm for the business. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I always tell people in my workshop and consulting that it's always about the customer, the end user. It's not about, you know, what you like, what colors you like, what marketing platform you like. And I would say if your your customer says, I want a phone call, you need to call them. <laughs> if they want, want a flyer, do a flyer. They want to email, do email. So I think that's really, really important, you know, to keep that focus on, on the customer. And one thing or two I thought about when I heard you talking is that I would say that marketing is, is a long-term strategy. It's not like a one-off thing is done. And when it comes to marketing and digital marketing, I would say it's never done. You're always tweaking. You're always changing because your marketing has to grow and change as your audience grow and changes. So talk about that. How do you help companies know that they have to continue to evolve and change their marketing based on what's happening in the market and also with the customers? 100%. Market and customers are, are one, two of understanding. Right. One of the services that I offer is just market research. It's yes. You'd be shocked how many co co companies out here don't do market research. Right. They don't ask questions. They don't mm -hmm. study the market. <laughs> they don't know what their market size is, what right. their market share is, share of voice, all these kind of, these analytics are the things that have died at, and been replaced with impressions and clicks and downloads right. and things like that. Those are important. Mm -hmm. But if you don't mm -hmm. know your market size, market share, share of voice, things like this, Mm -hmm. You're kind of shooting in the wind, so you have to kind right. of start there and understand what your market is, mm -hmm. um, how people communicate in your market, what's the you know what's the audience type for that market, what emotionally drives them, things like that. I mean, I I I, I always start there with right. my clients and you know understanding mm -hmm. where they are at within that particular market. Right. You'd be surprised how many clients that I have that I've been. Mm -hmm. This isn't your market, I mean, this <laughs> right. isn't the audience. What right. you're trying to do is not going to work for, you know, which you think you're going to go. I've had, right. had that conversation with several clients. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as anticipating the market and understanding and being able to keep up with trends and things like right. that, it's a constant thing, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I have my clients do consistently is like, you need to be communicating with your audience constantly. So is that surveys, right? right? Is that yeah. interviews? And this right. is not just current customers, right? These is prospects. This is mm -hmm. audience who don't know you, don't know you. Right. 
right? That's it's a, a need to have at least once a year, you need mm-hmm. to have some sort of survey, some sort of interview process right. for testing the market, mm-hmm. understanding what's going on with the audience, things like this. I don't, and Sterling, you can tell me like during the pandemic, mm-hmm. a lot of businesses had a boost right? yep. because people were at home and certain businesses right. skyrocketed. And mm-hmm. then when people went back into the office, back to work, it took a dip. Right. And now they don't know what to do. They're mm-hmm. struggling with how do I match my 2020, right. 2021 pricing or sales revenue and I'm suffering. Well, you didn't keep up with the market. Right. You didn't right. Test. You didn't understand. So right. Right. Like this is great. I love talking, talking to marketers, <laughs> talking shop. So let me uh, say this, you know, hearing you talk, I'm thinking about a few keywords. I'm thinking about data and also analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote a book for years back. It was called Binge Worthy Marketing. And it was talking about companies like Starbucks, like Amazon, Netflix are using data to build experiences and to build product and services that the customer likes. So talk about how a company could use the data from social media, from their website, from the app to start to build experiences that are in line. That's the main thing, building things that are in line yes. with your customer already wants. I think so much in, in marketing, we want to create something new and exciting, but get the people more what they want. So I'm gonna buy hot dogs. Give me bold hot dogs. Give me baked hot dogs. Like stay on that on that frame. So talk about that. How can you use data and analytics to give your customers more what they already like? Exactly. I think the the frame actually is very important, mm-hmm. right? I talked a lot about my clients about like having a hypothesis, right? right? When you're looking about data mm-hmm. and things like this, right? When we're doing research, we need a hypothesis, right? right? Make an assumption and then check against that assumption, exactly, right? And most of the times, the hypothesis is about themselves and not about the audience. Mm-hmm. People like this feature that I have, <laughs> I want to do this, right? People like it. It's like, well, that's the wrong approach, right? right? You want to see what the audience likes. And then as confirm or deny that, mm-hmm. right? Not what you like. Right. So that's one of the big things is like when I'm working with clients, it's like, let's have a hypothesis and let's make that hypothesis about the audience. That we're right. So that when we do collect data, mm-hmm. we're then again in the right frame and not, you know, in this, in this assumption game, which right. a lot of companies do. Mm-hmm. It's even shocking how many companies, again, I call it proactive metrics versus reactive <laughs> metrics. Right. I live in a world where a lot of companies are in reactive metrics. Like I said, Clicks, downloads, that's right. what they're using to gauge audience interest. Right. Well, mm-hmm. your output is only as good as your input. So mm-hmm. if you input an assumption or a guess based right. on two people in a room coming up with a marketing strategy, you know, you mm-hmm. can't be mad when that comp- that campaign fails. So right. You can do any actual proactive metrics, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff that we're talking about. Right. Social media is fantastic. I would just caution people about echo chamber with mm-hmm. social media yeah exactly um, so, yeah you know, yeah you want to validate whatever social media analytics mm-hmm. or data that you get with something that is third party or something right. that is industry standard <clears throat> um but it's a it's a wealth of a platform to use any kind of social media platform and tell people you know just focus on one or two mm-hmm. Right. Don't overextend yourself. Right. People use different social media platforms for different reasons. Exactly. Right. Think about yourself. What you do on Facebook is not necessarily what you do on Instagram. It's not necessarily what you do on LinkedIn. It's not necessarily what you do on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right. You have different uses for those things. So right. Think about that and think about how that aligns with your company. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it all comes down to sort of proactive metrics. Right. And what your what hypothesis you're trying to, uh, right. you know, Gained based on what right. the audience, which you 
think that your audience wants or needs. Yeah, I love that. One of the quotes from my book was, um, I wrote a book, all the quotes from my quotes, by the way. So I didn't quote anybody else. I quote myself. Um, but one of the quotes was, I said that data is the end of guessing. And yeah. kind of what you said, people are going off what they feel in their gut and right. it's what they like, what they think people they like. And they're making that. So I would say you should use data to um, approve or disapprove what you, what you think. It's the ultimate, yeah. you know, benchmark. What are the data saying? Yeah. That should, should guide your business decision. So let's step back here. I want to talk about yeah. how did you get into marketing? Um, yeah. I'll tell you my story quick. So I remember yeah. one day in my car with my dad, we were driving. I was probably in middle school. And my dad was always quizzing me. He turned around and he said, Sterling, what are you going to do when you grow up? I didn't know <laughs> anything. And randomly, I said marketing. He said, oh, that sounds great. Um, and I just said it. But, you know, I looked into it. I said, oh, I do love marketing. So what was your thing? What was your pull to marketing? What was that that time that you said, hey, this is the thing that I want to do and that I want to spend my time doing? How did you get that draw to marketing? I tripped and fell into marketing. <laughs> okay, so okay. I, out of college, I right. had an American studies degree. Okay. And everybody said, what are you going to do with that? And I said, I don't know. Right, I literally right. picked my degree based on it because it had the least amount of math. Requirements. <laughs> I don't like math. I hate math. I was like, what right. do I have? What has the least amount right. of math? Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> I had no plan. Right. Um, and my senior year, I interned okay. with a cybersecurity company. Right. That was an early adopter of Eloqua at the time. This oh, wow. Okay. Were like customer number seven of Eloqua. So oh, wow. Early in marketing wow. automation, marketing right. technology. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I got started in marketing. I fell into okay. it and loved it. I eventually right. went back and got a master's degree in marketing. Okay. But um, how I got into it is just happenstance. Was right. Like, okay. I guess we're going to do this and ride it. And I fell in love with it. I mean, there's right. a lot of things to marketing. Like I said, there's psychology in there. There's writing. There's, right. you know. Uh, creative, it uses so many parts of your brain. So right. Very good at marketing and right. it's always changing, always dynamic, exciting. Mm. So, yeah, that's how I fell in love with it. Right, right. That's awesome. So, I think marketing, digital marketing has changed so much. Um, I remember when I was in college, I got you back in 2005. Uh, this whole digital thing, marketing was was new. So, kind of like you said, I had to pull from all these different places to, to make that. You know, now because they have you know, tracks with digital marketing and e-commerce, mm -hmm. all that stuff. But I had to make it up as, as I went. So, um, but during that time, I found mentors that kind of helped me down that path. Maybe they went digital marketing, but they did, you know, email or maybe they did video or podcasting. So mm -hmm. what are some of the early influences, the people that helped you along that, that path? I have personal mentors and then I have like, you know, the big ones, right, 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 right. Yeah, for expertise and mm -hmm. things like that. Personal mentors is my my first uh, boss ever. Her name was Michelle. She worked at the company that I mentioned that I okay. interned with, and eventually got a full time job. Right. Um, she saw something in me I didn't see in myself. At the okay. Time. Um the the woman who was running our Eloqua at the time decided to leave for another opportunity, and she kind of plucked me and said, "Okay." Right. Completely started my career. Okay. Um, and still talk to her to this day. Genius woman. Um, just really admire her um her marketing acumen. Right. Um, and uh, you know, praise her for again, I would not be here without right. her. So right. personal mentor of mine, 
just in industry, mm-hmm. um, I always look to the giants, Philip Kotler, David mm-hmm. Ogilvy. I think people need to kind of go back to these the, guys. The OGs. <laughs> yeah. Geniuses. <laughs> right. uh, and they're people that I reference to all the time because, right. you know, in, in digital marketing in particular, you're going to get a lot of like mm-hmm. do content and, right, right, you know, right. funnel and sort of things like that. Right. I'm like, you go into a Kotler, you don't mention anything about that. Right. I mean, and and still a genius marketer. So, like, what are the foundational principles to make this happen? And Mm -hmm. if they're not there, then this is a this is not going to be a successful marketing. Mm -hmm. Right. Make sure those things are there. Right. Yeah, I love what you said about going back to the foundations. You know, principle of marketing. Those things I think mean so much. I used to watch uh, Mad Men uh, a few years ago. That was one of my favorite shows. And I always laugh when you know Don Jeffrey goes to his office and there was no computer. Um, there was a printer, maybe there was a few books, nope. but back then people did so much stuff using using this by by thinking. Yep. So I think we can, you know, draw a lot from that. I think sometimes now in digital, in some ways, digital has become a crutch. We can log into a program, we can download data, we can look at things and do that easily. I think now it's becoming a crutch as well. So let me ask you this: What were some of the challenges? Well, let me back up. Uh, what made you uh, leave corporate America? And transition into doing your, your own thing, being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing was just being, like I said, the, the biggest need that I saw in the market is kind of go back and, and right. teach people marketing. Yes. Like, there's a lot of people, even within marketing, but, right. you know, you see suite and stuff like that that really doesn't understand yeah. marketing. Mm-hmm. It, it got frustrating for me right. to that marketing was always sort of whittled down to just analytics in driving sales. Like yeah, that, I'm not yeah. negating that that is important, but that right. is not the function of marketing. The function right. of marketing is to communicate value to an audience. If right. you do that well, that will result in sales, mm-hmm. right? And when you just kind of put marketing in a corner of the only way that you can be valuable to me is if you show me the return right. on the dollar, right. then you're bastardizing marketing, mm-hmm. not letting it do what it's supposed right. to do to build that relationship, build that brand, communicate mm-hmm. well, right? We're, right. It's, you can't mm-hmm. serve two masters. And if I'm doing yeah. this over here, it's all about the numbers, then while I'm not really doing what marketing is designed to do. So that right. was my biggest kind of mm-hmm. push from coming out of corporate right. and being able to level set, getting out of that mentality and mind frame, which is so pervasive in corporate mm-hmm. and being able to step back and going, Okay, what's the problem? What are we trying to solve here? Right. Okay, it's communication. It's going back to marketing core, core fundamentals. Okay, I need to be able to teach people that so they can then properly right. approach marketing and then do all of the things that corporate wants them to do right. and drive revenue and all of those things. Right, that's awesome. Okay, so in your time of being an entrepreneur, what are some of the things that you face or some of the challenges you faced and how did you um, surpass those challenges? I mean, like I said, it, it's so funny because the thing that I teach is this thing that's a challenge, which is communication, right? And <laughs> right. all sorts of things. So, right. you know, that you asked earlier about like the bigger companies and the mm-hmm. challenge, the challenge is communicating value that they need to go back to the right. fundamentals. They're so focused on driving revenue, driving revenue, driving revenue. Right. It's like, you can get there, I promise you, mm-hmm. if you t- do this, you know, and um, being able to communicate the value thing doing that. Um, from a kind of just, you know, other challenge that, you know, I've seen and had is just being able to, uh, not teach people, but working 
with people on patience. Right. A lot of times it's like everything in our society. Be now, now, now. In a hurry, how yes, to yes. result, you know, as soon as possible. And kind of mm -hmm. like you were saying before, it's like marketing takes time. You're building a relationship with somebody. You're establishing right. a brand. All the big brands that you mentioned, your Starbucks, your Amazons, mm -hmm. your Apples, right? This took years, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This wasn't overnight. They, these, they saw marketing for what it was, which is an investment over Right. And if you want to be successful at it, you think about it like that too. Right. Yeah, I love that. But I think that same principle you can apply to your to your, your life. Um mm -hmm. where there's personal branding, relationships, everything. Like even yeah. today, you know, I'm looking at fourth quarter and what I'm gonna do next year in Q one, Q two. But if I'm honest, a lot of those seeds I've been planted. Now I might yes. you know do a podcast or some way executing, but you know, even now a lot of opportunities I have, those started four or five years ago. <laughs> and now we're just yeah. coming into fruition so i think that's really important having that that patience and you know i i think too that we've gotten into marketing um more and more and more more customers more more leads more sales more clicks and i always say what about retention what are you doing mm -hmm. to say okay we now we have customers let's create a reward program like star wars reward or something to keep those customers you already have so let's move into that like everybody's saying yeah. gimme 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 but what can we do to make sure that we are growing with our customers and our marketing stays aligned with what they want now? Um, you make an excellent point. One of the other things to that point is like, these businesses aren't good at giving, right? They're excellent at taking. Right. right? Give me, 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 give me your money. Mm -hmm. It's like, but what are you giving back to people? Right. What are you investing in people, right? What, what seeds are you planting in them to, yeah. to reap those rewards later? Right. It's like the mentality is kind of backwards, right? right. It's like you, you're not uh, investing in your people enough mm -hmm. internally or externally right. in order to seek the to seek the rewards that mm -hmm. you're seeking. So I think that is an important point. It's like right. not only invest in your your, your audience, but invest in your company, invest in your people, invest in mm -hmm. the people who, you know, don't have an immediate benefit for you right now, because that will turn into something. Right. Okay. All right. Getting wrapped here, but uh, we're coming up with new year 2024. So um, what is next in marketing for 2024 that people should be focusing on and people should be experimenting with? What's the new thing that we should all be looking toward as far as marketing in the new year? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine, feeling. <laughs> right. I feel like 2023 right. was an insane year. Yeah. It was chaotic. It was right. up and down. It was all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, I've talked to a lot of marketers. I've talked to a lot of people in the space. And right. like a lot of like odd, weird, confusing is going to be the theme for 2023. Mm -hmm. um, but there is an excited optimism for 2024. Right. Um, we don't know what it's going to be. I'm excited for it. Right. I think it's the new normal is finally going to be just normal, whatever mm -hmm. it's going to be. Right. It's going to be different. It's going to be new, but I'm excited for it. So, right. you know, I'm going to stick to the theme. I don't I don't have a certain, mm -hmm. like, this is what I'm seeing. Right. All I know for sure, it's going to be the new normal, whatever it is. Whatever mm -hmm. 2024 brings us, that's probably what's going to be the foreseeable future for the next probably decade right. or so. Um, but I'm excited for whatever that odd, strange thing is. I'm yeah, I, I love your honesty because everybody wants to give us the new thing of next yeah. year, whether it's email, whether it's AI. But yeah, we we really yeah. don't know. And that's, I yeah. think, one of the, the special things about marketing and business. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a journey. Um, and we can't always say exactly what's going to happen. So um, people want to contact you. Tell us the name of your company and how can people get a hold of you. 
Excellent. Yes. So the name of my company is Mo Martech. That's M O M A R T E H. It's MoMartech.com. No right. hyphens, no spaces. Uh, it's all together. You can follow me on all socials: uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Mo Martech. You can follow me personally. Uh, my name is Moni Oluide. So that's M O N I O L O Y E D E. Again, on all socials. Great. Awesome. Thank you again for for your time and sharing your story. And to our listeners, as always, you know, in the black, we're dropping new podcasts every week where we're interviewing entrepreneurs, diverse entrepreneurs here in the DMV that are doing great things, sharing their challenges, their successes, and how they build a business that stays profitable in the black. Once again, Monty, thank you for being here. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Stern.